This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, everybody, it's your old pal Adam the Bull, and here we are. It's week number two. A full slate of Sunday games, and man, was there some excitement late in the day. We'll look at all the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games, and we'll look ahead to the Browns' big Monday night battle with the Steelers. Amari Cooper looks like he's not going to play, so we're going to get to all of it. Lots to talk about on the, the Sunday edition. The latest entry to the bullpen with Adam the Bull. No more bull in Cleveland. Every show now, every podcast here with Bet Rivers is the bullpen with Adam the Bull, and there is so many great things and great games to get to. Let's start with some of the four o'clock games here in just a second. But uh, it, it and you had two games at four o'clock that were massive comebacks. We're going to talk about it all on this edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, folks, let's get right to it. The game that ended the latest, besides the Sunday night game, of course, the Washington Commanders and the Denver Broncos. This was a crazy game. Washington was down 21-3 to in the first half and 21-14 at halftime. They came back, took a 35-24 to lead going into the late stages of the game. The Broncos kicked a field goal. With two minutes left, they tried an onside kick down eight. They didn't get it. They stopped Washington on fourth down. They threw a Hail Mary, Russell Wilson did, from the 50-yard line. It gets tipped up, and it's caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Brandon Johnson, whoever the hell he is. He had two catches for 66 yards, and they were both touchdowns. I don't even know. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who Brandon Johnson is, but he caught the Hail Mary. Gets in the end zone. That makes it 35-33. They need a two-point conversion to send it to overtime, but they don't get it. The pass gets broken up, and despite a 300-yard, three-touchdown day from Russell Wilson, Sam Howell gets the best of him, one yard shy of 300 yards. Brian Robinson had a big game on the ground, 18 for 87, and two touchdowns, and Washington wins a wild one to end the Sunday afternoon slate, 35 to 33. Before we move on to the next game, I want to mention unbelievable. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. $10,000. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. Another wild game on Sunday. We go to the New York Giants. The New York Giants got boat raced by the Dallas Cowboys in the first game of the season. They want, lost 40 to nothing. 
This week, they were playing Arizona. Even though it was on the road, everybody expected, myself included, the Giants to bounce back and win a game and win it handily. But at halftime, they were down 20 to nothing. And with two minutes to go in the third quarter, they were down 28, or about three minutes to go in the third quarter. They were down 28 to seven. But Daniel Jones finally pulled it together, made some big plays with both his arm and his legs to lead the way. Now, big injury in this one, potentially, Saquon Barkley seemed to hurt his ankle and had to be helped off the field late in the game. So we'll see how big a deal this is for the Giants going forward. Uh, Matt Breed is their backup. They don't really have a good backup running back. Uh, Saquon Barkley, if he's going to miss a lot of time, that'd be a pretty significant injury for the Giants. But nonetheless, they come back down 20-0 at halftime and 28-7 late third to beat the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona, 31-28 the final. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, two catches, 89 yards. But it was Daniel Jones after a rough first six quarters of football this year in which the Giants were outscored 60 to nothing by Dallas and Arizona. Jones goes bonkers in the second half, 26-37, 321, two touchdowns. Did have the pick early. Also had 59 yards on nine carries and a touchdown run. Joshua Dobbs had a nice first half, but uh, he's thinking at Duncan, and once they're down, it was trouble. He tried to make a last-minute drive comeback. It didn't happen. James Conner did go for over 100 on the ground. The former Steeler had a touchdown as well, but the Giants, like Washington, with a big-time comeback. So two NFC East teams both make big comebacks. How about the other NFC East team that played on Sunday, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, they beat the New York Giants 40 to nothing in week one. Well, on Sunday, they beat the New York Jets. It was the same 40-point total, except this time the Jets scored, unlike the Giants. Uh, 30 to 10, complete domination. For those who, of you who were deluding yourselves, as I talked about last week, into believing that Zach Wilson could take you to the playoffs, he was 12 of 27, one touchdown, and three picks. He was awful. He also led the team in rushing with 36 yards. The Jets, 16 for 64 on the ground. The only good play of the day, a 68-yard touchdown pass from Zach Wilson to Garrett Wilson, who went the distance. Wilson, Garrett Wilson looked banged up late in the game. He left the game with about two minutes to go. Uh, Dak Prescott played very well, 31 of 38, 255 and two touchdowns. Tony Pollard had a whole, uh, over 100 total yards rushing and receiving on 20, on 32 touches, but actually didn't have a touchdown either. What's funny is Tony Pollard had 109 yards, C.D. Lamb at 143 yards. So those their two best players combined for uh, 252 yards, but neither of those guys had the touchdowns. The touchdowns were to Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoonemaker, of all people. Now, they had touchdowns on their four touches between them. Dallas's defense is absolutely ferocious right now. Uh, they were just, I mean, they were all over the place. Micah Parsons is, is just a monster. Two sacks, three tackles for a loss, four quarterbacks hit, quarterback hits, a pass defended. This guy is making impact plays all over the place. Dallas off to a great start. They look like one of the best teams in football right now. From one good division, the NFC East, to another good division, the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills obviously had that brutal loss to the Jets where Josh Allen turned the ball over five times last week. But this week, he bounces back, and they destroy the Raiders 38-10. They were actually down 7 nothing early. Josh Allen, 274 through the air and three touchdowns. And, um, and Gabe Davis leading the way, 92 receiving yards. James Cook over 100 yards on the ground for Buffalo. 
They made a point of, of running the ball. The Raiders stink. It's 38-10. The Bills get the victory. Of course, the Sunday night game is Dolphins-Patriots, and we'll talk about that on the Tuesday podcast when we recap the Browns. Speaking of the Browns, let's go to the AFC North. The Browns and Steelers will play Monday night football. We're all looking forward to that game. Browns are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Pittsburgh. No Amari Cooper for the Browns. No Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. Uh, Cam Hayward also out for the Steelers. He goes on the injured list. So the Steelers dealing with all kinds of injuries. Uh, Juan Thornhill, the Browns starting safety, is expected to make his Browns debut after missing the first game last week. I love the Browns in this game. Uh, Something I said on my TV show Friday where I said I want the Browns to beat the crap out of the Steelers to the point where players have to help other players off the field because they're so beat up from the game got spun around and out of control. Now I know why players complain when things are taken out of context. All of Pittsburgh nation, uh, every blog and every uh, podcast in Pittsburgh said I was rooting for Steeler players to get hurt and injured, which is not what I said. They missed the point, but bleep them anyway. Um, So it's ridiculous, but I think the Browns will take care of business. I think the Browns are going to win this game even without Amari Cooper, who probably doesn't play. I've got the Browns beating the Steelers 23-10. to 10. As for the other AFC North game, it was Sunday at 1 o'clock, and the Ravens went to 2-0, and and for the second straight year, the Bengals dropped to 0-2. And there is some concern in Cincinnati, despite the fact they've gotten off to bad starts before. Uh, bo- uh, I was about to call him Boomer Sison. Joe Burrow <clears throat> re-aggravated his calf late in the game, after throwing a touchdown pass to T. Higgins that made it a three-point game. I don't know his status. Obviously, he hasn't looked great. Second half against Baltimore played much better. But uh, the Ravens get the job done. Lamar Jackson played a heck of a game. He had 237 and two touchdowns, including a big completion on third down to seal the deal with the Ravens on offense. Lamar also with 54 yards on 12 carries. He had some designed runs this week, something they didn't do much of against an inferior opponent last week. So the Ravens are 2-0, and at the moment, obviously it's very early, they uh, they hold the – they're in first place in the AFC North again for whatever that's worth at uh, this time of the year. All right, let's keep it rolling here uh, to the NFC North where the Lions looking to get to 2-0. Some really odd decision-making by uh, their head coach. They blew a lead late. Uh, a couple of turnovers late really killed the Lions. Overall, Jared Goff played very well. He completed 75% of the passes, threw over 300 yards, but the turnovers killed him. Amon Ross St. Brown in and out of the lineup with dealing with a, with a um, not a calf injury. Uh, he was dehydrated. What's the word? Like? Cramp. That's what I was looking for. He had a cramp. Still had over 100 yards. David Montgomery was having a good game for the Lions. He gets hurt, carted off the field. Geno Smith brings the Seahawks back. The Lions were up 21-17 going to the fourth quarter. And Geno, 328 and two touchdowns to lead the way. Seattle gets their first win after a disappointing loss to the Rams last week. The Bears look awful so far this year, but you know who looks good? I got to give them credit. I'm not a fan, as you all know. Anybody that's listened to me before knows that I'm not a believer in Baker Mayfield. But Baker played a great game and has played very well through the first two weeks of the season as the Buccaneers beat the Bears 27-17. He leads them back. It was... um, it was uh, the Bears up early in this game, 7-3, to three, but Baker played really well in the second half, made some big plays, has a good connection with Mike Evans. Uh, Baker, 26-34, 317 and a touchdown, and a key for him, no turnovers. He's had no turnovers the first two weeks. That's been 
a big problem for him. He has turned the ball over as much as any quarterback in football since he came in the league. Mike Evans, six for 171, and a touchdown. Looks like he's hit the fountain of youth. Rashad White has run it well for Tampa Bay the second week in a row, 17 to 73, and a touchdown. But Baker deserves credit. I got to be fair about it. I don't like him. I don't think he's good. I think he'll crash back to earth against Philadelphia next week. But got to give it credit where it's due. He's played excellent football through two weeks. His Buccaneers are 2-0, and he's been a big part of the reason why. Justin Fields, uh, I am not a believer in Justin Fields. I'm not I'm not saying it's fair to say I'm right after two weeks because two weeks does not a season make, but I didn't believe in Justin Fields coming in. He's been terrible through two weeks. He, has two, he throws two picks. Uh, he threw a touchdown. He did run for a touchdown, but he was a non-factor on the ground. The Bears totaled 16 carries, 67 yards for Fields, four carries for three yards. I mean, that was his thing. DJ Moore did go for over 100 yards, but nobody else had more than 38 yards, either rushing or receiving. The Buccaneers win this one easily, 27 to 17. So uh, there you go with that one. All right, uh, let's hit the rest of the games. The 49ers, who have looked like the best team in football, or one of the best. I said Dallas looked like the best team in football. They really have. The 49ers have looked great as well. The Rams gave them a game, though. Rams had a nice win week one against Seattle. They hang in there, play a tough battle with with the Niners. In the end, the Niners win by a touchdown. It was a 10-point game. The Rams kicked the field goal uh, to get within a touchdown as as time expired. But how about the story in a loss for Puka Nakua? Late draft pick. He was drafted 177th overall at a BYU. Fifth-round pick. He set the NFL record for most catches through two games in an NFL career. It is unbelievable. In two games, Puka Nakua, a guy most of us have never heard of, has 25 catches on 35 targets for 266 yards. Now, he hasn't had a touchdown with all that production, but that's incredible. 15 receptions, 35, excuse me, 25 receptions, 35 targets. And over 260 yards in two games, that is just bonkers. Puka Nakua, some really nice play from some young Rams players in this one. They have a um, Tutu Atwell, who's been there a couple of years now. Uh, He had a good game as well, seven catches, 77 yards. And Kyron Williams, Cam Akers is benched. He is inactive for the game. Kyron Williams, 14 rushes. Six receptions, 20 total touches for 100 yards and two touchdowns against San Francisco. I know per touch, that's not amazing, especially the rushing 1452. But to get 100 yards total and 20 touches against this Niner defense is pretty impressive by the young running back. Uh, For the Niners, Brock Purdy, workmanlike, great effort, 17 to 25, 206. Again, a, a game managing type of effort. He did run one in on a quarterback sneak. It was an interesting game because the the Rams had a 17-10 lead with one second to go at half. It was like third and goal to one, and the Niners give up on the field goal and do a a quarterback sneak. If they don't get it, they give away the three points, but I love the gutsiness. I love it by Shanahan. They get it, and they dominate the rest of the way. Uh, Again, at the time, it was 17-10 Rams, and the Niners get that touchdown to go on to score 23 of the last 32 points of that game. Debo Samuel, 6-63. Brandon Ayuk got banged up in this one. Christian McCaffrey, a monster as usual, 20 for 116 on the ground with a touchdown, another uh, 19 yards on three receptions 
through the air, and the Niners are off to a 2-0 and start. Elsewhere, Falcons are 2-0 and for the first time in a long time. They come back, score 13 fourth-quarter points, and beat uh, Jordan Love and the Packers 25-24 on the ground. That's where the, the Falcons do their best work. The one-two punch of Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. It, last week, Algier was the star of the show. Robinson was good, but Algier was better. This week, it was Robinson all the way. 19 carries, 124 yards, four uh, catches for 48 yards. He didn't have a touchdown. The uh, Falcons touchdown, got a bunch of field goals. Desmond Ritter did hit uh, Drake London for one touchdown pass, a nice little 24-yard pass. And then he ran one in himself. Ritter, 19 to 32, 237, a touchdown and a pick. Jordan Love, the the Packers just didn't get a lot of plays. The, The Falcons really grinded the clock. Falcons, 77 plays on offense. The Packers, 46. Jordan Love was fine, 14 of 25, only 151 yards, but three touchdowns, no picks. But the the Falcons come back, leaning on their running game, and win it 25 to 24. Titans, they somehow, how are the Chargers 0-2? The Bengals are 0-2, they've been awful. The Chargers are 0-2. To the Titans... The, the Chargers had a 14-0 lead in this one. They let it get away. They lose in overtime, 27-24, 80 yards and a touchdown for Derrick Henry. Herbert threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns to Keenan Allen. The veteran wideout scores two touchdowns in this one, but it's not enough. The Titans win it in overtime. Colts beat up the Texans 31-20. This game was one-sided. It was 20. It was 31-10 early in the third quarter. And the Colts took their foot off the gas. The Texans are absolutely awful. Zach Moss, nice game uh, in his after missing last week, 18 for 88 and a touchdown. Nico Collins in the loss, 7 for 148 and a touchdown. C.J. Stroud, the rookie in his second start, 384 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers for C.J. Stroud through two weeks, but the team is 0-2. And finally, the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, were victorious in a surprisingly low-scoring game. You would have thought going in, Chiefs-Jaguars would be a high-scoring game. Neither team was all that great offensively. Uh, Chiefs were okay. Mahomes got over 300 yards in the end, threw two touchdowns, did get picked once. It was a rough day for for the Jaguars. They just could not get anything going. They had three field goals, no touchdowns in this one. Terrible. Trevor Lawrence's worst game since early last season. And the Chiefs get their first win of the year on the road 17 to 9 is the final what a great Sunday it was we still got Sunday night football which we'll talk about on Tuesday and of course the Monday night game between the Browns and the Steelers again I like the Browns to win this game by uh what did I say uh 13 points 23 10 I like the Browns in this one I am a believer in their defense I think it's legit I think it's going to show up again I think they're going to end up being one of the better defenses in the league. And with Joe Burrow banged up and the Steelers looking like a mess, who knows? Maybe the Browns will finally get it done and win their division for the first time in forever. But it's a long way to go before that happens. Thanks to Brian Monzo and Max Gotro for both producing today. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening today. I'll be back on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we'll have the recap of Monday Night Football, the two Monday Night Football games, and Sunday Night Football as well. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you next time in the bullpen with me, Adam the Bull. See ya. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.